Also, I wanted to tell you for Christmas, I got yeah. wireless over ear headphones. Oh. I'm so excited Fancy. to edit these podcasts. Girl. I'm so excited. It Girl. was on my list. I was like, I need it. That is hilarious. Because I don't know if you've seen on our Instagram. I don't know if you check our Instagram. I'm going to check it right <laughs> I now. I always post a picture of myself editing in like the Apple iPhone headphones that come with like every iPhone ever. They're yes. like super cheap. And they hurt my ears. I have like weird shaped ears or something. They really? Hurt. I have mine in all the time. and I know. I do for work too. I have to take them out in between calls because otherwise my ears get like sore. Gosh, I'm a baby. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um... We're recording. Hello. Hey, hey. (laughs) I like that. Hey, hey. It's Brooke. And Alyssa. Miller. Both Millers. Double Millers, dietitians. Miller times two. We have so many things that are similar. So we're not sisters and our husbands are not brothers. No. But we went far enough back we could find. We're sisters. From another mister. From another mother. And another mother. (laughs) Both our parents are not the same. (laughs) Um, Both dietitians. Aunt diet. Yes. (laughs) Oh, that was the last podcast. Go back to our last podcast to get that joke. Anti-diet dietitians. And um, yeah, this is the Diet Right podcast. And today we're talking about the hunger scale. Yes. The hunger fullness scale of intuitive eating. Yes. And how to listen to your body. Yeah. So I think um, if you go way back as like episode one, like two or three. Yeah, early. We talked about intuitive eating, which is something we're both pretty passionate about. Um, and it's based off of a book called Intuitive Eating. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. <laughs> Great book. It's on Amazon. Yeah. Evelyn Triboli. Killing and it. And something right. Why are we? Yeah. Gosh, I cannot remember the second person. I know. Every time we can't remember. Gosh, the worst. She's probably pissed about that. She's like, these, these girls. girls keep talking about my book. And I get it right. And I co-wrote it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's pissed. Yeah. It's I'm a great book. Up. It is on Amazon. I listened to it on Audible. Yes. Not sponsored. <laughs> Wish we were. Um, yeah, it's a really great book all about how to be an intuitive eater. Into it. I'm looking up because I feel so bad that I can't ever remember her name. We're the worst. I know. We're getting I know. fired. It's great. We're in charge. I know. We're in charge here. <laughs> okay, Evelyn Triboli. Yes. And Elise. Elise. Rich. 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 I don't know. R E S C H. It's called Intuitive Eating, a revolutionary program that works. Yes. So we have a whole episode about intuitive eating, so I'd highly recommend going and doing that. We outline Mm -hmm. just the 10 principles of intuitive eating, um, which took the entire episode. So we wanted to eventually get through all 10 principles um, in more detail. So part of intuitive eating is honor your hunger Mm -hmm. and honor your fullness. Mm -hmm. And really the like how to toolbox to do that is the hunger scale. Mm -hmm. So in the book, they talk about the hunger scale and what that looks like and how we can use it to determine how hungry we are and how full we are Mm -hmm. while we're eating. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we are craving something and we're like, oh, I'm really hungry for this. Mm -hmm. But we're not really sitting down to think, am I 
physically hungry. Yeah. It's more like an appetite. Yeah. It's more like a craving or like wanting something, which Desire. is fine too. It's fine to like give in to those totally. cravings. But um, I think we need to think more, am I physically hungry? Mm-hmm. Do I have like the sign, the physical signs and symptoms of hunger or am I just bored or is it emotional am i just wanting some sugar yeah i mean i'm guilty on all fronts we all are procrastination (laughs) so many reasons to eat stress anxiety so many reasons don't want to work tired yes my husband eats when he's tired like if we're watching a show or like trying to talk or something he'll like eat cheese to stay awake (laughs) cheese he just cuts he cuts the cheese Just, we could just popcorn. We're adults. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I a good idea. Popcorn. I don't love popcorn because it gets stuck in my teeth. What? And as we learned in a previous episode, I'm a heavy flosser. So. <laughs> I and I am like... not a heavy flosser. <laughs> also, my dentist is seeing me in like 12 days. It's happening. As long as this baby, you, start, you know, yeah. isn't out of me. Um, yeah, so. My I'm dentist. Sure I need to start flossing now. <laughs> so that they don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in the episode of intuitive eating um we talk about all the principles so i would recommend going and listening to that podcast first because today we're just going to focus on the physical acts of being hunger hungry or full um which isn't the whole picture of intuitive eating intuitive Mm -hmm. eating is not specific to just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full and that's all it is like that is not it's all inclusive there's a lot of aspects that go into it so i'd recommend listening to that other other episode First, and reading the book. I feel like I my brain is going faster than I can talk, and my mouth can't keep up. <laughs> so if I stutter a little you bit, need some coffee. Use some more coffee. Got it. Or food, just to stay awake. Anyways, um, so I wanted to say, a lot of us have trouble. I think now being adults, most of us, I'm assuming, are adults. Yeah. Um, if you're under I don't know. 10, I don't know ask your parents if like, you should be listening to Eight-year-olds listening to this. Also, the last episode, there was a How lot of How many eight-year-olds do you know in general? I don't There know. was. Yeah. Oh, the glu- yeah. The gluten one. <laughs> yes. If you want to hear some swear words, you go to the gluten episode. There's <laughs> a lot of swearing in that If one. you want to hear me ask Brooke if I can say the S word, <laughs> feel free to tune in. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of us as adults have gone so far down these diet path mentalities, several different diets, or just feeling guilty about the way that we eat or the way that we feel our body, that we've actually suppressed our hunger cues and Mm -hmm. ignored them for so long. So what helps in the intuitive eating is they give you a guide of how to get back to listening to your body. Mm -hmm. And so one of that, those tools is the hunger scale. So I'm going to read it now to you guys. Um, And this is just like an interpretation of the scale. They kind of change you know, based on who's writing them, but basically it's a scale of one to 10. Um, when I first le- learned the hunger scale, the scale was from negative five to five. Have you ever learned about it? Like I learned classically like in school. No, I think I learned one to 10. Okay. So I've learned negative five to five. So that's kind of how I started my intuitive eating journey before I even knew intuitive eating was like a book mm-hmm. and a thing. Um, just kind of listening to my body. So you can attribute any number you want to this. Right. But this is like the general scale, 1 to 10. So being at a 1 means you're famished, faint, irritable. So like you're about to pass out. Like you're so hungry that you're about to pass out. You haven't eaten maybe in a few days. Like maybe you're trying a detox or you're doing some sort of fast or something you feel faint. Or you're climbing Mount Evans and you <laughs> run out of food and it's a 12-hour hike. Hmm. Have you done this before? Dear God. <laughs> yes. Uh, I have never felt so hungry in my life. I bet. 
I absolutely bet. I wanted to kill everyone in sight. Yeah, so if you're you're thinking (laughs) of killing people, you might be at a number one. Yeah, also, I hadn't eaten like I was going to say, although sometimes I'm like a Ford, I want to kill someone. It's so weird. We should Um, say kill, punch. No, we should. We're good Christians. How many eight year olds are listening? (laughs) Kill's fine. Kill. Slap. Hurt. If you feel like injuring someone because you're so hungry, you're probably at a one. Yes. Um, I I would say most of us are. <laughs> what? Where does that boy come from? Where's ghosts in your house? <laughs> I think there's toddler ghosts upstairs. <laughs> um, so I would say pretty confidently that most of us are rarely at a one. Yeah, like rarely. It's pretty extreme. So the number two is going to be, if you're at a two, you feel very hungry and need food fast. So this is, I feel like, it's still pretty rare, mm-hmm. but you do get to that point where you're like, I need to eat right now. Like, this is not a mm-hmm. joke anymore. Like, I'm hungry. No one's feeding me. We need yeah. to get this taken care of. But you're very, very hungry. Um, so this might be, we talked about this in the previous episode, if you've ever gone down the trap of starving yourself all day mm-hmm. so that you can go out at night and enjoy some beverages or some late night burritos mm-hmm. <laughs> you might have reached a number two yeah um number three is hungry and ready to eat so this is where we start to get in the territory of where the majority of our hunger kind of feels like i'm hungry and i'm ready to eat mm-hmm. i gotta start making dinner i gotta start putting Breakfast, together my lunch yeah, yeah i'm hungry right yeah you probably wake up at like a three most people yeah, I think actually I've gotten really good at this working from home, um, yeah. the breakfast thing, and I think you have too, where we just kind of wake up and drink water, and then we just kind of start making breakfast when we feel hungry, Yeah, and um, that's the one meal that I've gotten really good at the hunger scale, but yeah, I kind of wait till I'm at that point where right. I'm like, I'm getting kind of hungry, my stomach's kind of growling. I don't, I still don't look at the time and I don't judge right. off the time, but I'm like, oh yeah, it's time to eat. It's mm-hmm. time to make some food. Yeah. 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 I think so. Three is kind of where you start to get into this normal territory of just feeling hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, four is you're beginning to feel signs of hunger and your stomach is growling. So this is like, it's just a nice visual scale. So if you ever like want to write this out for yourself of where you're at. So five, obviously you're right in the middle. So you're physically you're full, but you're not hungry and you're mm-hmm. not like feel full. Like, oh, I just ate a ton of food. That's how I am right now. Me, five. Yes. Yeah. And we just ate like an, an hour, hour ago. ago or so. So yeah, probably like, I probably say the same thing. I feel like five. I don't feel hungry, but I don't feel yeah. full. It's like, I'm thirsty. No. I'm so this is when I learned, <laughs> yeah. when I learned negative five to five, this is like a zero. Like I'm, mm-hmm. ne- I'm neither. So, um, that's kind of a good point to be in between meals and snacks. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So three and four is when you start to kind of feel hungry. You need to eat. Five is you you probably ate a little while ago and you're mm-hmm. feeling just perfectly satisfied. And then you're starting to get to the full side of things, which is a six they put as satisfied, no longer hungry. So a six to seven is where you want to eat until. Mm-hmm. So a seven is slightly uncomfortable, a little bit feeling of being too full. So mm-hmm. you're right at that point where... Oh, I, I probably ate just enough and I yeah, should Yeah, like really I'm stop. done. Yeah, yeah, I am done for sure. Um, eight is feeling too full. Have to loosen your belt. <laughs> oh, I hate that feeling. I unbutton my pants at every restaurant we go to. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done. Girl, I'm but Maternity pants. Listen, you're a real good excuse. I'm just unbuttoning my pants in public. That's I used fine. to do that. 
Dude, I, when I eat too much, I'm like, I'm tempted to keep these maternity pants for after baby. You absolutely should. I shouldn't. No. <laughs> I shouldn't. Because then I'll just be like, I don't have to lose some I don't have pants. to. I'll look great. Yeah. These, pants, these yeah. pants are too big for me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. So then at a nine, you're too full. Half to unbutton pants. <laughs> Loosen belt, unbutton pants. Same and then thing. at 10, it's overstuffed and feeling sick. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving is like the classical thought of what feeling sick would mm-hmm. feel like so oh and i think okay. we've all gotten to the point of i think we've all totally. been at all of these before yeah yeah I, yeah for sure mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that like so when you're first learning how to re um listen to your body on whether or not you're hungry this is a really good scale to take inventory of before you eat while you're eating and then after you're done eating mm-hmm and it's not intended to um, shame you or to make you feel like you have to start and stop at a certain point, but it is here to make you aware of how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Because if you're eating when you're at a five, why? <laughs> what's what's your point in eating? It's not saying you can't. It's mm-hmm. saying, why are you eating? Are you eating because you're bored, procrastinating, stressed, anxious? Someone brought you some food and you feel guilty about, you know, you feel like you're Or you have, have reservations with you have friends. Reservations. <laughs> Like, you just ate, but yeah. you made your time to eat at five. Why yeah. did you do that? Or maybe you had a late lunch yeah. because work was crazy, but you had dinner reservations, like, scheduled at 5.30. Yeah. That has happened. Oh, we're so old. I just said five, and you said 5.30. I know. Before I had a kid, I ate at, like, 8 p.m. <laughs> no, we eat at, like, 5.30. I know. She's always been a grandma. It's fine. I know. A mom, really, is what you, you've always been, just without a baby. <laughs> she goes to bed at, like, I'm nine. dog mom. That's right. Um, anyways, the dog keeps me up. Paul was <laughs> <laughs> tossing and turning in bed with me. Aww, That's actually fair. He's been a little old. stinker lately. <laughs> I can't wait to see him with little baby Miller. Gonna get licked. Um, <laughs> gonna get licked. Yeah, like real. That's the title of this episode. Gonna get licked. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this is using a tool to like, and even when you're first starting out, like if you've really gone down like the diet mentality really gone far down this route of like not listening to your body anymore and not trusting your body when it tells you it's hungry. Um, this is a great tool to actually print out, write out and keep with you while you're eating, especially if you're eating alone. It's maybe a little awkward when you're with people, mm-hmm. but it is just really good to get a sense of what your hunger levels look like, what satisfies your hunger and to what point you're normally eating. For mm-hmm. example, Alyssa just gave away that every time she eats out of a restaurant, she has to unbutton her pants. That's a nine, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a nine. Okay. Well, I do have Mine to... depends on where I go and what it, kind of food it is. Yeah. Usually I'm pretty good about like eating half and then putting... Cause, because like, yeah. if I go out for pizza, I'm like, I want pizza tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So like I'll only eat half. Even if I'm like still hungry enough yeah. and I'm like, I could still eat more. I'm like, no, but I want, I want like a full meal for tomorrow. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> like already prepping but for the next day. But certain restaurants, yeah. you know, depending on the portion size, sometimes I'm like, well, it's like not enough to take home. Yeah. And I don't want to waste it. So might as well just So that it. I just like overeat and, then and feel like my pants. Yeah. Well, and I feel like, so for Italian, for me, I know that I eat to a nine. I, I always do with a nine. And I think the reasoning is, and this is part of our biology as well, when we eat, we don't feel full until like, I think 20, it's like 
yeah, 20 minutes after mm. you're done eating, you don't feel the full yeah. effect of whatever you ate. So typically for me, that's what happens is I eat till I feel like a six or a seven, but then as I sit and haven't eaten anymore, it really expands. Are you a or fast eater? It. I'm pretty quick. Okay, so I've just I'm not realized like fast, but I'm definitely I feel like I finish before most people. Okay, so I just realized this this week. I every single time I ate with my husband and sister in law and in laws, I was like. <laughs> Like, at the table when everybody else was done. And they're oh, like, really? can we start cleaning up? Because, like, I'm just <laughs> and like, like... And I'm like, I didn't realize, like, what a slow eater I was. And I think I used to be a really fast eater. Uh-huh. And I think, like, since I've tried to intuitively eat, and a lot of times I eat by myself. Like, breakfast yes. I eat by myself, and then lunch I eat by myself. Yep. Um, and then sometimes even dinner, like, we eat at different times because, like, I gotta go to the gym or I gotta go do this, yeah. you know? And I'm hungry, so yeah. I, like, don't wait for him, uh-huh. and I eat leftovers. So I eat so many meals alone, so I don't realize, like, yeah. what a slow eater I am now. And I I think that it helps, though, because it, does, I, it yeah. helps, like, with your satiety signals. So if you're finding that... It helps that, your body catch up. Yeah, yeah, so I think if you're finding that you are constantly at, like, an 8 to a 10, yep. then the first thing you need to do is slow down. Yep. And like drink some water with your meals, slow down, like um, try to try to be the last person done at the meal or like, yeah, you know, it's okay to be the last person done. Um, but if you're finding yourself constantly in that situation, then you need to slow down. Yep. <laughs> well, and even in the book, they say to reference this hunger scale every few minutes when you're eating. Yeah. It's not just once. It's not oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm halfway through, I should stop. It's like after a few bites, stop. Because you, you don't know. If you haven't been listening to your body, mm-hmm. like your portion size of what you would normally consider whatever you would normally eat for dinner, like the size, it might be completely different than what your body's actually telling you you need. So this right. is, I talked about this the in another day, episode, that day, it's yeah. a habit. It's like, for me, especially when I was breastfeeding or pregnant, I had a habit of how much I would eat. This is what I grab. When I grab nuts, this is how much I grab. When I grab a yogurt, I eat mm-hmm. the whole thing. When I, But really, when you listen to your hunger cues, I might only need a half a yogurt, Mm -hmm. but I don't maybe pay attention to that because it's not, it's not in my habit. Mm -hmm. So this is about setting a new habit, a new regimen of how you listen to your body and know that at every meal and every snack, every day, it's going to be different. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is setting, um, it's a, it's a habit that you're creating in your brain so that eventually you don't have to pull out the hunger seal and look at it. Mm -hmm. Your body just knows. Okay. And right. this is what I've learned too, is like I said, with Italian food, I eat to a six or a seven that I feel, but then it eventually turns into a nine because I just sit there with it or an eight. And what it, what it's gotten me to do is now I'm better at stopping when I'm at like a five. And so then mm-hmm. when I sit, it comes into like a seven, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important. And I think it, it's just a habit that you have to strengthen and grow to get better and better at it, to be at like your second nature. Well, I think another thing with the hunger scale is try not to let yourself get to a one to a three yes. or like, you know, again in the morning it's hard cause like you've been fasting yeah. all night. So breakfast, if you're at a three, I think that's fine. Yeah. Three or four, totally. but try not during the day to let yourself get to that point of I a am one, starving. I'm so somebody. hungry <laughs> because if you let yourself get to that point, a, then that meal, you're probably going to overeat because you're so hungry. You're going to overcompensate. Yes. You're probably not going to grab like every time the best choice yeah. for you you might grab something that you know is going to make you sick but you don't care because you're so hungry mm-hmm. and you um, eat faster i think when you're in, yes you're, when you are hungry yeah. at a one or a two you eat so right. i did this the other day 
oh my gosh, I scarfed something down so fast. And I was like, how did I just eat that? This fast? I was so, so yeah. hungry. And I think it's like, for me, so back to eating fast, I am a pretty quick eater. Like, I don't think I'm slow, but I also think that my environment changes. So when I'm out to dinner with friends or family, I'm also a talker. Yes, me too. And that's my issue. I was like, oh, yes. Jesse's like, I don't think you're a slow eater. I think you just talk too much. Yes. And I'm like, oh, well, maybe that's If fair. any of you can't tell that Brooke and I are talkers because we started a dang podcast, then That's fair. Us. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yes. So I think part of it is that I'm like super social and I want right. to chat. Um, so I sometimes can be the last one finished, but it's not because I'm a fast or a slow eater. Um, the other thing, like when we work and I eat while I work, and this is, we're going to talk about this in a whole episode about mindfulness. I don't do a great job of that because I go, Oh, someone just emailed me and I kind of quicken myself to eat. It kind of depends on my day too. Yeah. If I'm stressed or busy, I'll eat faster. And so then I don't pay attention to my hunger cues as well. Mm -hmm. When I'm really paying attention, I do way better. Well, the hard thing about it is so like. We shouldn't be eating breakfast and lunch at our desks right. while we work, but we both do it. Yeah, totally. And we do it because we want our lunch break to be like walking the dog or napping or whatever or cleaning napping, the house, you know. Taking a bath. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And so Definitely. that's why we do it. So it's it's not like a great habit. I do find if work's pretty slow and yeah. if I'm just like, oh, okay, I just did all these calls and I'm just going to um, eat and watch my like email and like, or something. Yeah. 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 I'll just kind of chill here and eat and watch the computer and type, you know, and whatever. Yep. Um, and if my day's not crazy, then I actually do eat pretty slow, but I'm the same way. If all of a sudden I'm like eating and all this stuff comes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get all this stuff yes. done right away. Then I find myself eating really fast. So yeah. that's the hard thing is typically like, we don't run into that issue every day where it's like madness, but right. or even so every night. Yeah. I would be pretty comfortable saying every night we do a family dinner. We all sit at the dinner table, no TVs, no screens, no phones, whatever. We just sit the three of us eating mm-hmm. dinner. Um, the few times with that Josh and I either eat late or have second dinner, which totally happens. Um, yeah. and we're watching TV while we eat, which I don't like to do at all. Yeah. But when I do, if I'm watching something stressful, I'll eat faster and I don't yes. pay attention to my body. I mean, even just watching TV in general, I don't pay attention to right. my body very well, but especially if we're eating, if we're watching something stressful, which is like our favorite shows, like Homeland or yeah. this new show Wanted. You got to I know. Out. I'm going to, I already put it on my list. <laughs> okay. Wrote, wrote a little list. I'm going to start that. Um, but if I watch something a little bit more leisurely, like Friends, I don't tend to eat as quick. Yeah. And I kind of eat and like pick, you know, like because, like a well, you know, thing. okay, we've like both seen every episode of Friends so many times that One I think it's like, times each. we don't like, we know what's coming. Yeah. For me, like when Friends is on or The Office is on, it's more like background, background noise, noise because totally. you know it so well. We're not really watching. Okay. So when I was in high so school, I got vertigo really bad. <laughs> and my mom would put on Friends because I could keep my eyes closed and I could still picture what was going on. That's how well I knew friends like, yeah don't you feel like you could do that like explain who's yeah. in the shot and like what they're doing i can explain i can like do all the hand <sighs> motions it's really sad my dad at one point was like Brooke, why are you still watching the show you can quote it like you've I seen so many it. episodes i love it so good and now jesse's into it that's adorable finally yeah josh likes it he's i mean I don't he's know like he more would... into it than me now it's that's great awesome no, I don't think Josh. Josh loves How I Met Your Mother, which I do too. I mean, it's good, but it's so I. It's no friends, people. It's okay. Debate. It's it's okay. Debate go. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's a good show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sorry, it's Hannah, if you're listening. <laughs> We've debated Friends and How I Met Your Mother, and Friends is better. Yeah. Yes. How I Met Your Mother is a good show. But yeah, it it's is. not. 
There's so many ones that you could debate that are better than Friends, but you're all wrong. The Office is a... And listen, Brooke and I are in listen. charge, and we both agree. <laughs> I think The Office is, is a tie. So good. I think The so, Office is a tie. Yeah, I would agree. It's just a different show. So it's like, if I, I want that more comedy, I would totally go with The Office. Like, if I want to actually laugh out loud, yes. The Office makes me do that. Yes. Friends is, like, comforting to yes, me. Yes, me and, too. Like, I just love it, and it's all... Like, the amount more, of stress in that show yes. is so, ne- like, negligible. <laughs> right. Anyways. We're totally off on a tangent. Weird. Welcome to the podcast. That's what we do, which is yep. why we think it's fun. Um, but anyways, yeah. Back to the hunger scale. Everyone at work that's listening is, like, quoting yep. The Office now. <laughs> yeah. We used to print off things, like, memes about The Office yeah. and Parks and Rec and put them all over our cubes. Now we work from home. Oh, so sad. Yep. Except we're also great. It's great. Now we just email them to each other. Yep. <laughs> In response to certain emails. Um, yeah. So back to the hunger scale. So it's a great tool to use. I did want to read. So another dietitian wrote um, the same scale, just using different um, verbiage or language. So I wanted to read hers to you because it's, I think it's pretty good. I like, I might like this one a little bit better, but um, you can kind of use the language that works best for you. But so basically she has it from a zero to a 10. Okay. So she has zero being painfully hungry. Yeah. So like you're actually exhibiting signs of pain. You're probably like NPO at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like they told you you can't eat for you can't 24 eat. hours. This is like when you're in labor and they don't let you eat. Jerks. Or um, when Detoxing? you have a colonoscopy and you have oh. to drink that stuff. That torture that's gotta be yeah colonoscopy prep yeah there you go zero colonoscopy zero means colonoscopy (laughs) prep um or you know like i said like this is like when you're detoxing or fasting yeah for who god knows what reason yeah number one she writes as ravenous very distracting so Mm -hmm. you're so like you can't help yourself you can't focus on anything yeah all you can think about is when you're gonna eat and what you're gonna eat um, number two is very hungry, so eager to eat. So you can't, like, you're you're focused on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she calls these zero to two overly hungry. Mm-hmm. So you're too far gone. <laughs> yeah. And this is where you you're going to rebound. yourself. Yeah. You're most Go likely going to overeat. You're going to choose. And it's like, it's a biological function that you're going to choose high-carb foods. Mm-hmm. When your body is overly hungry, it wants quick, fast energy, which is carbohydrates. Right. You're not going to crave nuts. You're not going to be like, I'm going to eat a steak, really. Because, like, you know, A, and you know it's going to take so much time to, like, yeah, chew so the true. steak. And You're going to be like, I'm going to eat this entire I want loaf chips. of bread before I eat my steak. Yes. While my steak is cooking, I'm just going to quick have mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mac and cheese. That sounds good. Oh, no. I gave the pregnant lady ideas. Um, so, basically, what we're saying is that those numbers, zero to two or one to two, however you want to label it. Is going to be where you're going to choose your high-carb foods, probably not the best choice for your body long-term, and you're going to overeat mm-hmm. and probably end up at 9, 10, 12, 15. All right, then she starts to say, starting to notice hunger are going to be your 3, 4, 5, or 3, 4. Um, so 3 is hungry but not starving. So that, I feel like that's usually how you feel right before mm-hmm. a meal because typically I'm at a 4 when I start to prepare my food. 4 yeah. is slightly empty stomach, starting to feel hunger. So I feel like for me, because I'm in charge of cooking everything or preparing all the food, that's usually when I start preparing the food. So usually by the time I'm sitting down to eat, I'm a three. 
So especially when you're smelling all the smells of food Mm -hmm. and you're getting, your appetite is even increasing. So you're going from, I'm starting to feel hungry to, I'm hungry and I'm ready to eat this right now. But dinner's different too, because like dinner takes longer to cook. Whereas breakfast, like I usually wait until I'm at a three because I know I can um, make scrambled eggs in three minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas dinner, it's like, if I know, if I know I'm going to be making a dinner that's going to take an hour. Right. Then I we we actually start before we like really get hungry. Yeah, that makes sense. So I think it depends on like how much prep work your meal is. Yeah, or my lunches. Like I eat sandwiches yeah. pretty often. I eat like yeah. I've just been making salads or leftovers. Yeah. And if you're make, if you're yeah. eating leftovers and you're microwaving it, it's like I usually again I don't eat lunch usually until like one or two because I don't feel hungry until yeah. then. And then if I know I'm eating leftovers or a salad, I know it's going to take me three minutes to prep. Yeah. And then. You know, but dinner is different. Yeah, we start dinner before we're actually, like, really hungry. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's important. And then um, out of five, she calls it neutral, not hungry or full, which makes sense. How mm-hmm. Brooke and I are feeling right now. Yep. Um, then you go into starting to notice fullness. Number six is slightly full stomach. Mm-hmm. So this, I feel like, is probably what you – I mean, it just – it's all sliding. Like, it's all the right. sliding scale. Of like, it, you're constantly changing between a 5 and a 6 and a 6 and a 7 and then 7 and back to a 6, back to a 5, back to a mm-hmm. 4. Like, that's constantly which way you're going. So, um, slightly full stomach. Number 7 is comfortably satisfied, which is the goal. That's mm-hmm. all I ever want to feel about everything in my life. Love, happiness, friendship. Comfortably satisfied. <laughs> oh, Lord. Was that written down? Comfortably satisfied? Yeah, is that, or did you say... Like, no, I said that. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's a list of I thoughts. I was like, okay. Obviously. Didn't know. Um, and then she gets into the category of overly full, which she starts at an eight, which says, a little bit too full. <laughs> a little bit too full. And number nine, uncomfortably full. And then ten, painfully full. So painfully full is like bloated, like like literally feel like you might throw up, mm-hmm. which is pretty rare. I feel yeah. like even on Thanksgiving... If yeah. you're eating to that point at Thanksgiving, that sounds like horrible, but uncomfortably full is probably more commonly where we go when we eat out or Thanksgiving right. or those kind of events. I think the main thing is just to try to stay somewhere in the middle between like a four and a seven or even like between a three and a seven and just trying to stay there. And the things that are going to help you stay there is to listen to your body. So as you get to that mm-hmm. three, you do eat something, even if it's just a quick snack. Yes. And then the other yes, thing is, that's a great point. Even just if it's a snack to boost you up to a four or five, right. To and get then you through to until you can make something mm-hmm. as more substantial. Yep. And then if you're really uncomfortably full, like maybe getting up and walking and <laughs> trying not to eat that much at the next meal compared to like that. Don't let yourself get uncomfortably full at the next meal. Right. Um, but eating the protein, fats, and carbs together, that's also going to help prevent you from feeling like a zero to a two. Mm-hmm. So there are ways... It's going to help you feel, not feel like a zero. Yeah. So, you know, there are ways to like really prevent yourself from getting to a zero to a two. Right. You really rarely, rarely should be at those numbers. Yeah, I agree. And even like eight to a 10, you should rarely be at those numbers, you know? And again, like even if you do get to those numbers or even when you're at a three or four, when you do start eating, check in with yourself every few minutes, Mm -hmm. like try to slow down, try to be mindful about what you're eating, why you're eating it, how much you're eating and check in every few minutes until you feel that five, six, seven and then stop Mm -hmm. and see how, and even it's a good idea, even if you're at a four or five to stop eating and then go, okay, I'm going to wait. I'm going to give myself some time and see how I'm feeling in a few minutes before I start eating again. Your food's not going anywhere. All of us have ways of heating it back up. Like, it's yeah. going to be okay. 
we don't live I mean most of us don't live in a food insecurity like situation your food is sitting right in front of you um a lot of times I like at restaurants to box it up so Mm -hmm. that I stop eating like when I'm done eating I ask for a box immediately so that I can box it up and I don't just sit there and look at it um some people make like a physical statement that they're done eating they put their silverware or their napkin on top of their food to signify to themselves Mm -hmm. I've made this decision to stop eating and I'm gonna stick to it because if let's say you're the fastest one at the table and everyone else is still eating mm-hmm. and you feel like you're you full might just keep eating because, because everybody there. is there. Yes. Yeah. And because it probably tastes good. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing too, to go along with intuitive eating, if you're at a three or a four and you start eating and you don't like what you're eating, go get something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to get to a six or a seven with whatever you are eating. Like, Go mm-hmm. change whatever you're eating if you don't like it or choose one side that you do like and not the main dish or whatever. So be intuitive about it. Listen to our episode about intuitive eating. Um, the other thing I wanted to say too is if the scale doesn't work for you, like if your brain doesn't understand the scale, find something else that you can compare it to that makes sense. So an example that they gave online was picturing an inflated balloon as your stomach. Mm-hmm. So picture how... Like, for me, the scale works really well. I feel like that makes sense to me. But if it doesn't for you, picture an inflated balloon. So when it's completely empty and saggy, that's going to be, like, your zero one two. And then when it starts to get, like, a little bit full, that's your three four. When it's perfectly sized, not wrinkly, and not overstretched, that's going to be your 5. And then when it starts to stretch out, that's going to be your 6, 7. And then when it's about to pop, 8, 9, 10. Right. So using any sort of visual tactic or physical reminder of where you're at on that hunger scale is really important and again like I said it's literally just about practice Mm -hmm. until you can get a hold of yourself and listen to those hunger cues and really the best the best suppressant for your appetite is food (laughs) don't try to fool yourself with something else but sometimes if you're really dehydrated it can mimic that's true so that is something else to keep in mind like if you feel like you're at like a three or a two try having like a glass or two of water because if you legitimately are dehydrated and you get a glass or two of water in you, you might be like, okay, now I'm at a three or four. I feel better. Like now I still need to eat something, but I don't feel like I'm going to die. And you're likely not (laughs) going to rebound all the way to a nine, 10. Yeah. (laughs) So that is another thing to stay well hydrated. Well hydrated. Mm -hmm. Speaking of hydration, my water's empty, which means this episode's over. Yep. Mine's... (laughs) Mine's almost gone. <laughs> Sound effects on the podcast. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you got something good out of this episode. Um, please check out our intuitive eating episode. It was really good. And then we'll be diving into each principle even deeper in the future. Um, yeah. If you have a preference on which one we talk about, email us at hello at dietriotpodcast.com. Um, check us out on Instagram at diet.riot.podcast. And subscribe, rate, review, tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell all your friends. Brooke agrees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in like a food coma still <laughs> earlier. I'm like a five coma? Um, yeah, like... I'm in a five yeah. coma. I think it's like the sugar crash. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. It's happening. She had, um... I had ice cream. Custard. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I wanted to say quick. So when I was doing zero to five, negative five to five... Mm-hmm. That scale, it's a, I mean, you can interpret the same words to it, just like different numbers, but I would go from a negative two to a two. That was always like, oh, okay. Yeah. My good portion. That's where I learned how to be an intuitive ear. I went from negative two to two, is where I kind of stuck. So, 
Perfect. To bring that full circle. And thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Take care. Have a good have week. Have a good week. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. Thank you.